Well, Jim, this morning we have Joy Manda with us. Joy is the child advocate at the Harvest Home, and we are so glad to have you on the broadcast this morning. It's good to be here. Thank you so much. Well, Joy, this is an exciting time to be at Harvest Home, and December is so full of fun events, uh, and I... I think maybe we could probably go just a couple at a time and maybe discuss them because it's too big of a list to just rattle it off. But it's so exciting, the experience that the Lord allows us to provide for the women and kids who come to us around this time. So maybe share just a little bit of uh, some of the things that are going to be coming up in the very near future for our women and our kids. Okay, well, it all starts this Friday when we have um, someone from the park system come in and they're going to read the uh, Polar Express to them. And then the following day we go on the North Pole Adventure, so we'll be on the train for 90 minutes. Um, Then after that we've got a big Christmas party next Thursday. And let's see, what else? Oh, we have a couple of dinners and fellowships that the women are coming in to, to help us with. So we're going to have food and, and, and uh, gifts and stuff for everybody. So now, your turn. Let's stop. So my understanding, Joy, is that the, the National Park Service has partnered with Harvest Home for, this isn't mm-hmm. just this year, they've done this in the past as well, right? This is correct. We've been going on the um, train adventure for several years, quite a few years. In the past, somebody from the community had to recommend us, and then we were given the tickets. But starting this year, they have their own group that, that kind of decides that that's who's going to get the tickets. So they called and said, we had tickets, and so I went up and got them from them in Peninsula. And uh, we're all set on that. It's really exciting. And in years past, has that really been something that like the kids in – I know that had to be special. I bet a lot of mm-hmm. kids that stay at Harvest Home have never been on a train before. So is it really kind of one of those eye-popping experiences for a lot of the little ones? It is, and for the moms, too. Um, and not only that, but it just it's something totally different than they would ever do. I know people that would like to go on the train ride and haven't even been able to get tickets who want to buy tickets. So this is called a community train ride. So they do it during the daytime, and they, they invite all the community people in, and then at nighttime they have the sold tickets for it. Well, Joy, I know you work with Emily downstairs with yes. the children. Mm-hmm. Jim, as you mentioned, there is just a lot going on in the month of December. Talk a little bit about how some of our donors or volunteers or people that have great interest in the moms and the children, how do they how do they support during the during the Christmas holidays? Sure. Well I want to start at Thanksgiving actually. I mm-hmm. had two young girls ages six and nine and their mom called and said they just have such a heart for others and is there something they could do. So she and I brainstormed and they got forty pairs of kids gloves, turned them into turkeys so we could set them around on the tables and the kids then got the gloves when they were done. They also made a big batch of cookies and the nine-year-old made cards for everyone they made 20 cards and she had at least three sentences in each card so she really worked hard on it so that was just so exciting and now they want to do something for Christmas too so we're trying to work that up Um, I do have um, Chapel Hill Christian School um, on the south campus has partnered with a couple of things lately the kindergartners wanted us to come in and talk to them so I went in and told them who we were and what we did and they decided to collect slippers for us they sent us nine boxes full of slippers for our kids, which was just awesome. It was so much more than I expected from two little kindergarten classes. Um, And then the first graders at Chapel Hill Christian School, this is not their first year. They've done this several times in the past. All the first graders find ways to make money 
they do chores, they have bake sales, they do whatever they can do, they make money, and each one of them goes down and purchases and creates a Build-A-Bear, and then they donate them to us. Mm. They had 40-some kids this year, but they brought us 56 bears, because I think the moms made them, too, while they were there. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so it's been just really exciting to see all this come in for the kids, and then they they sang some carols, too, so the youngest kids who were in the house were able to enjoy that. The other kids were at school. It's really neat to see at this time, you know, a lot of it helps the moms and kids see how big God is Mm -hmm. and how big it is to be in his family. Because a lot of times um, when God intervenes, it might not be in the way we expected or it might not come from who we thought it was going to come from. And here at at Harvest Home, we get to actually say, like, this was God. God brought this together so that you could have either this experience or these items. And it's so exciting that you're on a staff that gets to kind of facilitate these miracles mm-hmm. happening, yeah. these experiences. So I know it's very special for you as a staff member at Christmas. Are there parts of the this season that you look forward to the most, whether it be the events or the different interactions? Well, there was one thing I told the kids yesterday, the first graders. I said, you know, a lot of the kids that come to us, they haven't been in school, or when they go to school, they're not dressed well, and they kind of get looked down on. And it's so exciting to see them realize that there are other kids their age who care about them and who want to do something for them. And so that, to me, that's a really big thing, just to just for, the, for our um, clients, for our guests to see that other people care about us and other people want to, want to bless us in some way. And then I have a couple people in the house who, you know, they're, they're kind of catching the idea, and this is what I really wish would happen more, that the people in the house catch the idea of let's bless somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want to see them reaching out to somebody who maybe is less fortunate than them or somebody who just could use a little, um, a little boost at this time of year. So those things, things like that are what encourage me and excite me. So, you know, Joy, a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times when a mom comes up with her children or even a a lady that comes in, uh, Christmas of the past was never, it was a tough thing for them. And so coming in and and seeing the love and as we share Christ, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the toughness of Mm -hmm. these families, these moms, the children. Sometimes they, they have moved from one location to another location. And Christmas is just another month for them right. of we're not sure what's going to happen. Right. Well, we did put out in our nurture center on our table a uh, Fisher-Price um, nativity set mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And we're already playing with it almost daily. Oh, do you know who this is? This is baby Jesus. And we tell them the story over and over. And so they they understand why we celebrate Christmas. That's a big thing. You know, it's not just the gifts. It's not just this or that. It's the big gift that would be Jesus. Mm-hmm. So um, so excited! it's exciting to see that. As far as um, people who are struggling with Christmas, you know, it's interesting because we have staff that struggle with Christmas, too, because of things in their past mm-hmm. or their background. So we can kind of work with them and relate with them. And when they tell us things, we can have some real empathy for them because we know a little bit about where they're coming from. And, and we can talk to them in that light. And so that's, that's always encouraging. Um, you know, we, we like to do all the events. We like to push the events, but we're not going to push somebody into something that's going to make them uncomfortable. Um, if they want to be involved, great. If they want to sit in the back and watch it happen, that's mm-hmm. good, too. But we want them to be able to see that that this is a celebration and, and we want them to celebrate with us. And it, to whatever extent they can do that, that's what we want to happen. 
There were two words you, you said that really <laughs> stood out to me or two thoughts. One was empathy. I thought mm-hmm. of that even with the, the kids who you described who came from that first grade class. Right. Mm-hmm. They, that's, a, that's not always easy for someone that young to develop empathy. Right. And then I, I was hearing how you were saying even the women in the house and their mm-hmm. children, as they're taking on the ability to, hey, maybe I can be a blessing to someone. Mm-hmm. I think also as we're sharing Christ, that's part of the disciples making disciples. Right. right? Like right. The, the folks that, that, that come to know Christ are then in turn sharing what they've experienced right. and blessing someone else with it. That's so encouraging. Like to me, wow, that, that's so much more meaningful than any gift or right. or party, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the heart of what we're really trying mm-hmm. to accomplish, that they would know Christ and then make him known to others. Right. Um, now, that, that brings the idea into my mind of that little saying, each one reach one. Mm-hmm. You know, if you reach somebody and then that person reaches out to somebody and then you think of the idea of the candles being lit and how pretty soon everything is brightness. Mm-hmm. And right now in this world, we need that brightness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, I know that you know, I, we, we were highlighting the spirit of, of <laughs> why we do it, but there's far more going on than just a couple of things we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So what are some of the, the other avenues that really the heart that we just expressed that that's going to some vehicles, maybe some through these events that we're going to uh, continue to outreach to the moms and the kids? What are some other things going on at Harvest Home in just the month of December? OK, well, we do have a big party on the 14th. The Righteous Riders Motorcycle Club of Akron every year um, collects money. They buy gifts. They've already brought us four big bags of gifts for the kids. Um, they also have a money collection where they're going to buy us slippers and underwear and stuff. But um, then their main guy, whose name happens to be Nick, comes in and he is St. Nick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and the kids have an opportunity. We play games. We have um, crafts and stuff. And then we have a nice meal. And then they get to come in and open gifts. Um, and then uh, we also sing carols and just have a nice evening together. Um, that happens before Christmas because we we all need a chance to get it together and we want to be able to be a little more low-key on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have people, I have one family right now that's buying a gift for every child in the house and putting together a bag for every um, every adult, a little bag. Um, and those will be given to them on Christmas Day, so they'll have those too. We have another woman who we get a release for the children's first names and she puts first names on every stocking and gives a stocking with age-appropriate things into it to the children. Um, we do have a, a, a church coming on the 21st or 22nd. They're going to do a punch and cookie kind of thing. 22nd's the first days that the kids are out of school. So we need something going on during those weeks. On the 30th, we've got another church coming, and they're going to come at noon, and they're going to have a luncheon for the residents and the children. So there's just a lot going on. We had a, a, a luncheon yesterday that a church put on for the women in the day room. So um, so it's just exciting to see all these groups coming in and wanting to do something to bless the people that are here. And then it's just a matter of getting everything on the schedule to fit in, you know. So we've got a calendar that we just keep saying, well, could we back that off a day? We've already got something that day. But, um, you know, and it is a lot in one month. Um, but we do want to keep it, even though it's over the top, a lot. Mm-hmm. We don't want it to be, okay, this is just a place to come and be given gifts and that's the end of it. You know, there's more to it than that. We want to work with you. We want to keep going. We want you to continue on. We want to continue on um, discipling you as you come to know the Lord. You know, so it's it's not just just a celebration of the Christmas holiday, but it's it's sharing Jesus and making him known and keeping that going. Well, you know, 
uh, Joy and Jim. I've been over there on your your parties yes, on the you have. well. This one for this <laughs> year will be on the fourteenth. And the way it's set up, I mean, you guys have a, a large feast, and I say mill. I use the word feast, but it's a very much family centered time. Mm-hmm. I know, and I've heard, and I've heard from the ladies. They are really blessed at that time uh, because a lot of times they don't have a family setting like that mm-hmm. where you have your staff and you have everybody sitting at a, a table and there's prayer before and there's stories being shared right. during. Why don't you talk a little bit how important is that for the moms and their children and even the, even the, the single ladies? Yeah, I think that's a big thing. Um, I know that... We, in the past, I mean, I worked here several years ago, and we were giving passes for two, three days for people to go with their families. But we've noticed this year that that, there's a real change in that dynamic. Mm -hmm. They don't have anybody that they want to sign out and spend the day or the week with. So so it's real important that that we become that family for them. Um, And even the children now before the holidays are even on us, after school wanting to come and play with us and having a place to go and things to do, it's real important that they just, they aren't connected anywhere. And even the kids that are going to school, most of them didn't get into the school until they moved into the shelter. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they have a home that they can invite their kid, their friends back to and things like that. So we are that family for them. We are a stability for them. and. And whatever our reactions and actions are, that's what is being reflected on to them and by them, because that's what they're learning. They don't know how to treat this holiday because they maybe have not had a holiday before where they've focused on Jesus, where they've focused on family. So it's a lot of it's foreign territory to them. So the more we can make it, um, what's the word I want, Um, just normal. The more we can make it normal that this is how it happens, the better it is for them because then they can continue those traditions in the future. What a blessing. And I I think of, you know, what a privilege God Mm -hmm. has given us that we get to uh, show folks, not in in a cliche way, the true Mm -hmm. meaning of Christmas, but really be family and show them what it means to be part of the family of God and that God gave his son, like everything so practical Um, and we get to walk that out. And I think that leads really well uh, into how we can pray for mm-hmm. you and for the Harvest Home. I think that would be certainly be a thing that uh, anyone listening can be praying for right. uh, is exactly what you just shared. But what are some other ways that our listeners can lift up Harvest Home and those that are staying there through the holiday season? Well, first of all, lift up the staff and the, the uh, residents that... Um, for healthy, for health, um, for safety. I know there's a lot of sickness going around right now, mm-hmm. and, and we just would like to really keep that in a minimum. <laughs> um, also, um, I think that just what we've already said, that a lot of them, this is a very hard time for them, whether it be the clients, the residents, or whether it be the um, staff, there are some hard issues at this time of year. So just pray for peace, for um, just for for the peace of Christ to dwell in us richly. I mean, I don't know how it's better say it. Um, And just so that we can be a blessing and that we can share um, 
even in our daily actions that we're sharing continuously and consistently, that they see that there is something consistent. Because a lot of these people, that's what they don't know. They don't know consistency. They go from a high to a low to, you know, and it's just not a consistency. So I'd say pray for consistency for the for the um, the residents, I, 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 the guests. Pray for a consistency for them and for us as we travel through this season together. Well, Joy, I know our listeners will be praying for you and your staff and all the guests and the children that will be staying over there. Jim, it's always a blessing. And Joy, we can't thank you enough for being a part of our radio program this morning. I thank you for having me. It's good to be here. And Merry Christmas, everybody.